Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 29 of Walk On Radio. Now, Humph, I'd like to apologize to everybody. We missed the kickoff of FCS football. We had ourselves a little little winter storm that hit Texas out of nowhere. Who would have thought that all of Texas would have been covered in snow? Canceled our game. We got moved back. Disappointing. But we still got to watch a lot of football. So, Humph, tell me how you're feeling right now. I'm pumped, Dalton. Um, and, and, you know, like you said, disappointing was is the right word uh, to use. But here's the way I look at it. Um, we didn't play, and, and that just means that we have six games left. And so, you know, Coming into this week, I'm excited. What a what an awesome opportunity! You know, it's a huge game, Sam Houston State versus Southeastern Louisiana. It's gonna be it's gonna be rocking in Hunts Vegas this weekend. I hope. Uh, but man, you know, I know we're gonna get into it uh, later in the episode. But I thought this last weekend of football was definitely a success. Yeah, really fun week of football. We're gonna cover. We're gonna talk about scores, but a four. Uh, of course, first, we're going to talk about Sam Houston. So, Hump, I want you to tell them how we're going to handle Sam Houston. It's a little bit weird because we are both players on the team. So, you know, cover. tell us about the SELA game and how you're feeling for it, but also tell them how we're going to handle Sam Houston State football. Well, you know, and I'm just being honest here. Um, I don't really care if Sam Houston is an 0-6 uh, ball club this spring, I'm picking Sam Houston every week uh, as far as picks go. So, you know, we could throw Sam Houston in there uh, as far as the pick them and, you know, the games of the week and all that jazz. Because honestly, I think this week the game of the week is Sam Houston versus Southeastern Louisiana. I mean, you can make a case for it. Uh, but we're, you know, me and Dalton, we're two players for Sam Houston. And so we're, we're not going to pick Sam Houston games this year. Just assume that we think we're going to win every game. Uh, and that's that's obviously the hope for us, too. But, um, you know, we're, we're, we're looking to bring, you know, FCS to the top as far as uh, media attention, social media attention. You know, we're, we're going to talk a lot about it on the podcast. We're obviously going to keep you up to date uh, with Sam Houston Bearcat football. But uh, as far as as far as picks and and predictions and things of that nature, we are going to leave Sam Houston State off of it. Yeah, we're going to leave Sam Houston State out of it. We both love our Bearcats. We're going to pick them. We both picked Sam Houston to beat a CELA. It's going to be a really fun game. Hopefully, y'all all watch on ESPN+. Plus. It's going to be really fun. Now, Humph, let's roll right into some NFL news before we get on to scores. And the very first thing is Carson Wentz. We've been talking about it. You said it. A lot of NFL teams are going to have a new quarterback, and the Indianapolis Colts have a new quarterback with Carson Wentz. Tell me how you feel about this. Is this the right move for the Colts? And what about the Eagles? Are they going to be fine? Well, Dalton, um, if 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 there was one thing that the Colts were missing, it was a it was a starting quarterback. And I and I'm not saying that Carson Wentz is the answer, but I'm saying that Carson Wentz is the answer. And I think I think that Carson Wentz's career is going to be revived. Uh, I think that he can get back to an MVP caliber play level. Uh, and I think it starts with. He's reunited with Frank Reich, you know the guy that the guy that had a lot of faith in him coming out of North Dakota State, uh, an FCS national championship winning quarterback. But you know he's behind a great offensive line. He's got my boy Jonathan Taylor, great great rookie running back, uh, and he's got an awesome defense led by Darius Leonard. You know all all things that a a successful quarterback needs, and and I think I don't know Dalton, call me crazy, but I you know the AFC is run by the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think that there's much argument there, but I think that if this works out, you can make a case that the Colts 
are the second best team in the AFC. That they're that they're on par with the Bills, in my opinion. Now hold on, because you know the culture in the AFC South and your Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh yeah, well. So how would you? I think that's in the, the making. I, okay, so if I, I saw a deal. I'm going to rank the AFC South real quick. I think that now the Colts are solidified number one. But hold on, let's say that Deshaun stays on the Texans. We're, so so okay, rank them with okay. Deshaun still on the Texans. Okay, that's okay. That's a good point. I'm going to go Colts number one. I'm going to go Tennessee, number two. I think a lot of Tennessee. I was disappointed uh, seeing them lose to Baltimore in the playoffs. That I guess that made me think a little less of them, but they're they're going to be good for years to come. So they're, they're a perennial wild card, second place team for me. Number three this year with Deshaun Watson, I'll go the Houston Texans. Um, now, number three, number two in a couple years, give me my Jags, but mm. it's a little early to tell. You know, they're gonna have some, gonna have some lumps uh, early on with Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. I'll put them fourth, but who? Okay, to to switch up what you're saying, if they lose to Sean Watson, I will immediately put Jacksonville third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and put put them last. Yes, yes. Now let me ask you this: the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts, is he the new guy or were you drafting somebody? Well, apparently there's a shot that they're drafting a quarterback uh, with the – are they the sixth overall pick? Mm-hmm. Apparently there's a shot they could draft a quarterback. That would that would absolutely blow my mind if that happens. But apparently it is like a – it could possibly happen. Could be an interesting quarterback battle. Maybe if they draft somebody, they will have some room to trade with Jalen Hurts. They can get somebody else out of it. Talking about quarterbacks, we have another thing developing. We're on to the Sean Watson news. We're trying to get you some every episode and some new news. Is the Panthers are really interested? There, I feel like we're like storm trackers. Like we're we're, we're you know we're tracking this Deshaun Watson hurricane. Where is it gonna? Where is it moving to next? Where is it migrating? And man, this one this one's a big Carolina. Storm. I, I saw it. Uh, I saw that they have the most cap space. Uh, this offseason in the NFC. So. Yeah, and Teddy Bridgewater unfollowed the Panthers on Instagram. You know, every really? time that I didn't happens, see that. some little drama. Uh, now, this hey, is you know how the social media things go. Sometimes oh, I, know, yeah. I know people pick and choose. You know, make their own narratives, but sometimes that stuff's important. So here, here's a take. This is what people are saying is projected: three first rounders oh. and Christian McCaffrey God, to Houston dude. for Deshaun Watson. I, just, I personally, I don't see that. I don't see them giving up Christian McCaffrey. Um, Man, that would be quite the trade. Is, is this a win for Houston or a win for Carolina? Who gets the better out of the two? Here's the thing. Here, here, here's, here's the reason it's a win for both. Um, because so with, with Houston's situation, with where they're at in Deshaun Watson, you just have to go into it as, in the end, we're not going to have Deshaun Watson anyways. Because if he just sits out, yeah, okay, he's giving up the money, but... You have to get something out of it. You can't – if you lose Deshaun Watson, you have to have some type of compensation. You can't keep Deshaun Watson, him not play, and you just be, you know, out of luck. I mean, with nothing. So – and I think that probably hurts his trade value in the end because, you know, eventually Carolina, the Jets, the Niners, all those teams can say, okay, well, we're just not going to do it. So just have fun – have fun with Deshaun Watson opting out, you know? And so it probably lessens the the trade value like a little, but obviously he's still worth a lot. And here's the thing for the Texans. If they trade for Christian McCaffrey, we've always said it, that when the Texans are trading, we're kind of assuming they trade for another quarterback. So if they don't trade yep. for Teddy, they trade for Christian McCaffrey, they now no longer have a quarterback. Does that yep. mean they're going to draft a quarterback? Could we see a Justin Fields, a Trey Lance, or a somebody there going to the Texans, which would be a really interesting concept? Uh, the next thing I want to talk about before we do, we're going to do some little question you asked I thought was a really good idea. 
and we're going to go to FBS real quick, and that's uh, Notre Dame. I don't know if you saw this, but Notre Dame stated that with the EA college football game that everyone's been asking for, Notre Dame is opting out of that. They're saying they want their players to be paid. They think it's unfair, so they're opting out. They're not going to be in the game. So, Hump, a lot of people say it's a good thing. A lot of people say it's a bad thing. What's your opinion on this, and how will this affect the NCAA college football video game? Well, you know how I feel about it. Um, I'm I'm very, very strongly against that opinion. Um and, and okay, you know, I'm not I'm I'm in a situation where, you know, I would much rather just be in the game rather than getting paid. But I but I would venture out to say if you if you took a survey of all the Division One college football players, I bet you eighty five percent or more, maybe ninety percent, would have the same opinion as me. As far I mean, what 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 is your opinion, Don? Would you rather be in the game and not get paid or 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 nothing at all? I mean, from a guy that's been playing NCAA 14 for so long, of course I would want the game and I'd be fine not getting paid because you said it yourself too while we were off air. They're not going to get paid that much money. I, that's this isn't thing. a big contract. What, what do they think the money's going to be? A couple hundred bucks? A thousand dollars maybe? And here's my problem with this happening, and we saw this with the COVID-19 opt-outs. Notre Dame does it. Who says all these small schools don't follow suit? And now so many schools are following suit. We're not going to have enough teams for a video game. Hey, you know what? I hope they all opt out, and it's an FCS video game. Would you buy? Would you buy one? Absolutely. I, here's the thing, Dalton. Here's the thing. And I and, and honestly, I think in the beginning it's going to be this. So if if you guys didn't pick up, and me and Dalton had had this conversation, but if you guys didn't pick up. There was no announcement for an NCAA football game. It, nowhere on the on the cover art uh, for for the release of the game does it say NCAA. It says college football. Okay, so to me, what that means is, I think that in the initial release, whenever that may be, a year from now, two years from now, whatever, I think you're going to have generic college football teams. You know, so Texas, and, and I'm not talking about the University of Texas. I'm talking about just you know, the college team Texas or Florida Tech or, you know, Florida State, just just generic names, whatever. But you're going to have the ability, you remember Team Builder mm-hmm. on, the, on the old games? You're going to have the ability to go on and download current teams that, that random users have customized and made uh, to be downloaded into the game. And I think, too, with them not putting the NCAA – and by saying in a few years we're going to make this game, is they're waiting for that rule to change where there's, they can finally yep. get that involved. There's probably some waiver stuff going on right now as we speak. So let me ask you this question. Let's say they make the NCAA game right now and they include all FBS teams. How many FCS teams do you think they would include in this game? Do you think it would only be maybe the top five teams, maybe only North Dakota State, or would they even include FCS teams at all? Uh, you know, I, I know in, in, in the early stages of, of NCAA, they had all the FCS teams, and I think that's, a, I think that's an awesome touch. Um, you know, I think if it got released today, probably wouldn't be any on the game. But I, to me, you know, it, it doesn't hurt them any to add those teams, in my opinion. You know, I don't know the, the, the NCAA rules, the, the money aspect. I don't, I don't know any of that, but, I mean, I, I'm being biased, but I think it would be awesome just to, just to play with Sam Houston in the game. But, you know, I, it, it, it's, it's like the idea with the whole FCS spring football season. You know, I, I think that when people catch on and, and see that the FCS is a really, really strong level of football, I think that there's going to be more fans, just like 
if they were on the game, I think more people would know about them. Yeah, it'd be really fun to see that develop. And we're going to be excited to see this game. I know you've played this game for a while. I used to always play this game. Now, before we get into our little little questionnaire for the NFL, one more thing with FCS football. And I think you have a little complaint. And that's with ESPN Plus and what FCS football has been doing with ESPN Plus. So, Hump, I want you to talk to ESPN Plus right now and tell them your complaints and how they should fix it. Listen, so so if you guys if you guys follow me on Twitter, um, I'm having to clear out my notifications right now. But if you guys follow me on Twitter, you saw that I tweeted uh, at ESPN, um, and I and I basically was pleading that they put FCS college football. On the top event tab on the ESPN app for for your phone or for you know your Fire Stick or whatever it may be because at, at first the first day Dalton on Saturday it was nowhere to be found it was like you were you know having to go through a maze to just to find which college football game was on at the time so I, I sent out a tweet it blew up we're at four thousand likes almost um, and sure enough Dalton the next day and I'm not saying it was me. But I'm saying it was me. ESPN <laughs> fixed it, okay? And 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 FCS games are a lot easier to find on the tab. Uh, right now, I'm looking at it. Four hundred and thirty-five thousand people have seen my tweet. Mm. So it's hard for me to believe that you know I didn't get ESPN to change their minds on that. So hopefully, going forward, we can get some uh, easier accessibility on finding the FCS spring football games and. Dalton, how great is it that it's on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, every yeah. weekend? It was so fun. I was talking about it to you as well. Being able to sit down and turn on some FCS football in the spring. It I had my like morning cereal. Times, didn't it? Great weather outside watching some FCS football. But, unfortunately, on Saturdays, we will not be able to watch it anymore because we are going to be playing. Thank God we get to finally play a game. But how, not, how nice will it be waking up on Saturday? You know, we have the late game. We're actually the latest game in the nation. That's pretty cool. I mm. looked that up. But, I mean, you know, prime time. Prime but, time. but... Play at 6, so, you know, uh, we'll probably have team meal, I don't know, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, whatever. That whole morning, just get to, you know, chill with your buds, chill with your chill with your family, whatever, watch some games, kind of kind of get, get in your right mindset to play. It's going to feel like old times. Oh, it's going to feel really good. But enough of that. We're going to go to this little questionnaire that you asked me. Uh, I love this question. question. NFL. So, we fast forward five years into the future. We are now five years into the future, and we're going to say who's our top five quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. Like normal, let's start from five up. So let's start with the wide receivers. We'll go number five. Who is your number five five years from now wide receiver? And and just for clarification, Dalton and I talked about this earlier. This isn't over the next five years. This is in five years, who will the top five at each position be? Coming in at number five. Drum roll a little bit. Devontae Adams. Devontae mm. Adams. He's 28 years old now, so in, in five years, he's going to be, you know, 32, 33, whatever. I don't know, his birthday. But so he's still going to be great. But to me, Aaron Rodgers is gone at that point in five years. So, you know, who, who's going to be throwing to him? But obviously, incredible talent. He's the best receiver in the game now. So I'm going to give him the fifth spot in five years. Man, I did not put Devontae Adams in my list. I thought he might be a little bit too old for that. I have a lot of younger guys. I even have some people that are in the draft, and that's exactly who my number five is, and that's this next draft class and is open. Whoever the, the best receiver of this draft class that gets drafted will be the number five best receiver coming down. We have a big list, okay Devontae Smith maybe. A lot of cool names, but I'm going to go with the 2021 draft rookie. That is my number five. Okay, who is your number four? Number four. 
this is tough. This is tough. But I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. I'm going to mm. go Justin Jefferson. I think I think he's he's incredibly talented. He was the most successful receiver this year in an in an unbelievable receiver class. I think this receiver class is going to go down as as one of the better ones uh, in a long time. You know, you got Chase Claypool, Ceedee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, the list goes on. I'm sure I missed somebody, but I'm going to go Justin Jefferson number four. My number four is Jerry Judy from the Broncos. Okay, okay. I, now Jerry Judy, rookie this year. Yes. Now, we don't know if he's going to stay a Bronco. And, yes, the Broncos kind of struggle as a team. Their quarterback issues. Is Drew Locke going to stay the quarterback? But Jerry Judy, as a receiver, is really well. His route running, he's very fast. And he helped the Broncos and that team. So I think in a few years he's going to be very good and possibly even top five. He has a potential, like Devontae Adams, to be similar to that style. So I'm going with Jerry Judy. Number three? Yep. Number three, Calvin Ridley. Oh. Yep, I like it. Um, I don't know where Julio's going to be in five years. Uh, I do not think Matt Ryan is going to be the quarterback for Atlanta. I think Atlanta will draft a quarterback this year. I'm actually banking on it being Trey Lance, to say the truth. But Calvin Ridley, his man, he is so he's so smooth with the way he, he moves with the ball in his hands and his route running. And I just I was really impressed with him this year. Uh, Julio was out a lot with injuries, and so uh, for that, Calvin really is my number three receiver. Mm. My number three is Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. Kind of surprised a lot of people. Came out of nowhere, had a such a great season. Now, you know, we don't know what the teams are going to be. So I Big worry ben, about who his quarterback's going to be. That's true. Yeah. Big Ben's gone. We don't know who's the quarterback for the Steelers going to be, but who says he stays for a Steelers for these next five years? You never know. I think his production on the Steelers is really well. He's a big body, can make a lot of big catches, and can move around. So Chase Claypool is my number three. I think he's going to grow and develop into a great receiver. Number two. Number two. I looked up how old he was, and I was shocked at how young he was. Mm. Tyreek Hill. Oh, man. Wow. He's still got – he's 26 years old, dude. He's got some good years behind him. I don't – I worry that the Chiefs aren't going to be able to keep him, um, you know, paying paying Patrick Mahomes that much. Uh, really, I mean, they're going to lose some guys over the year. I quit, I don't know if they'll be able to keep Kelsey and Tyreek Hill for, for too, too much longer, but as long as Tyreek Hill is a Chief – he is gonna put up numbers, and and he can put up numbers elsewhere. But man, there's just something about being that fast. Yeah, and uh, Patrick Mahomes probably never leaving Kansas City. No, 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 no. So he'll no. be set at quarterback. My number two, you know, like this one, CD Lamb. CD Lamb. Yeah, and I thought about him. He's a stud. Yeah. And uh, you Good know, player. I thought about it. And whether Dak stays or y'all get another quarterback for Dallas, I say y'all because you are part of the Cowboys organization. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, CD Lamb is a great receiver, and I think the the way the NFL is going is going to be these these faster, not quite as big, but yep. can move around receivers. I think CD Lamb's perfect for it. His route running is insane. He can make catch. He can run down the field so i'm going cd lamb as my number two you feel like him and Devontae smith are, are semi-comparable as far as their body type and, yeah. and play style a little slim reaper-ish you know yep. can, you, can you, I'm, I'm just asking because you put the fifth spot as a as a rookie receiver from this class yeah and, and Devontae could be that guy see and i said i said the class because people like chase claypool who we never see coming so i think with a good class like this is we really good class this year yeah it could be anybody at this point so well i think would, in i think in eight to ten years the entire like top NFL receivers are going to be this last draft and this next draft. I mean, it's going to be filled with them because the talent is unbelievable. And two, with the talent is the way the NFL is played now. It's yeah. no longer a run. It's not run NFL. We're passing it. We're throwing around. We're getting running quarterback that can throw it around like crazy. So it's going to be a whole different mindset. And number one on my list, and 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 you're going to be you're not going to be surprised who I say because he's obviously a stud. You're going to be surprised if someone I left off. 
But my number one, A.J. Brown. Oh, I was going to say that. Unbelievable. Man. He is freaking incredible. He was the most – he was the funnest player to watch in the NFL for me personally last year. No, no question. Man. Well, mine was a tie. I had to pick between D.K. Metcalf or A.J. Brown. Okay. So I left DK Metcalf off, and I will explain that after you say why he is. So I picked DK Metcalf as my number one. I mean, he's a freak of nature. People are comparing him to Calvin Johnson, who was a dominant receiver for so many years. I think he's so big and so fast. Everything about him is a premier receiver. Now, A.J. Brown, wow. I didn't put him on my list, but I tied him for first because, like you said, he was crazy. You know, with Tennessee not being a throwing offense with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, not your elite quarterback, he was able to make some amazing plays and help Tennessee get to the playoffs. But DK Metcalf is special. I think he's going to be a good receiver for many years to come, and he will stay the number one receiver. Here's my problem with DK Metcalf. I don't think Russell Wilson has much more time in Seattle. Mm, that's true. I do not think he has much more time in Seattle. I don't, I'm not saying it's this year. I'm not saying it's next year. But I don't think that he has much time there. And I think that he makes DK Metcalf a lot better. I think he makes him a lot better. And, I, and I'm not saying – all receivers are like that. Devontae Adams is better because of Aaron Rodgers and, and, and so on. But I think that if, if you stuck DK Metcalf on a different team with a lesser quarterback, I don't know that he would be anywhere close to as dynamic as he is now. But and to, that worries me in five years. But to be fair on that part, what will A.J. Brown's situation be if he stays in Tennessee? Ryan Tannehill probably doesn't have that much longer. Who's going to be next up for Tennessee? Does A.J. That's Brown fair. move, or move That's around? Fair. That's fair. I think, the, I think A.J. Brown, part of his is his ability to, to win one-on-one matchups because he's in such a run-first offense. If he can win his one-on-one matchups, I mean, it's it's all day for him yeah. because they, I mean, they have to load the box with a guy like Derrick Henry. And the thing about it, on those one-on-one matchups, he normally wins. He's, always, so, yeah. he's, he's yeah, very He's good. unbelievable. All right, next up we're going to go running backs. So let's go ahead and start off with your number five, running back in five years. Number five, J.K. Dobbins. Mm. I got a lot of faith in J.K. Dobbins. Uh, he's in a run-first mm-hmm. offense uh, with Lamar Jackson, who's also a running back. I should have put him on this oh. list to be funny. But Ooh. I like J.K. Dobbins. I thought at the end of the year, this this past season, he really came on and, and kind of looked like himself, uh, you know, the, the dominance that he had at Ohio State. My number five is Cam Akers. I think he's a very solid running back. Going to be – hopefully he stays in Los Angeles. Yep. I think they're a really good team. Matthew Stafford, brand-new quarterback in Los Angeles. How long does he stay? We don't know. But that's a great, that's a I think uh, he's got a great future ahead of him. I think he can be a really solid running back. What a fun rookie class of, of offensive players this last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of talent. My number four, I'm going to go Derrick Henry. Wow. I, Hot take. Yep. Yeah. Wait, too high or too low? Too old. I don't even okay. think he – that's, so, where, that's where my struggle is. I worry about his longevity because of how many times he gets hit a season. But then I question, he's a once-in-a-lifetime guy. I mean, he, there's never been someone this big, this fast, and this dominant. Um, for and, You know, I know guys have had one good season, but he's, he's now led the league in rushing two straight years very easily at that. And I think he could do it next year. And so, yeah, I think I think you're totally fair to say that's a hot take in five years. But, man, golly, he is so good. That is true. The lifespan of a running back is what worried me, yep. other than Frank Gore. I a lot of running backs don't make it out for very long. Point. My number four is a, is a player similar to Saquon Barkley. His name is A.J. Oh, Dillon. Okay, can I, before, you, before you talk about A.J. Dillon, 
Is that you saying that you guys will not keep Aaron Jones? We will not keep Aaron oh. Jones. I think, I think Aaron this Jones. This offseason he's going? I think he's going. Oh, I called it. Uh, called it. I think we lose Aaron Jones. But but I think that's fine. I think it's fine. best for y'all. Especially with Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon. We, have, we still have a two-punch. And Jamal Williams quick. But A.J. Dillon is a power back. I like A.J. Dillon. I think, I think he's going to have a great couple years. He's a strong back. I compared him to Saquon Barkley in the beginning. I got clown. They're pretty similar. Saquon Barkley's better. I'm not saying he's better. But A.J. Dillon can have a great year with the Packers. And Aaron Rodgers, he'll be gone in five years. Who is it Jordan Love? Is it somebody else? We're going to need a strong running back to carry that offense, especially with Matt LaFleur and how he likes to play. And A.J. Dillon is that guy. A.J. Dillon, number four. I'll tell you what. If Aaron Jones does go somewhere else this free agency – I would not mind drafting A.J. Dillon in fantasy football next year. Yeah, and uh, that'd be a good pick. Aaron Jones, Steelers. That's the rumor Ooh, right now. Ooh, that, that'd be Could nice. Be a nice matchup. That'd be nice. All right, uh, who's your okay, number three? My, my number three, I'm going to go Saquon Barkley. Mm. You just mentioned him. Uh, I hate who he plays for. I hate the Giants. Don't really think that they're, uh, they're going to win any Super Bowls anytime soon, but if Saquon Barkley can stay healthy, he's going to be a top five running back for a long time because that dude is – as far as freak of nature athletes go, he is way at the top of every list. He is a stud with some big old quads. My number three is Najee Harris. Now, whoa! Don't know where he's going to end up. Do not whoa. know where he's going to end up. But I'll go the Jets. Is my we prediction. saw we saw the tape in Alabama. Najee Harris, I like what it. What a freak! I mean, he can do. He is special. He's going to be a great <laughs> running back, and you know where he goes could affect how he plays. I think he's a good enough athlete where he's going to change whatever team he's on. If it's a Jets, it's a Jets. But Najee Harris is my number three. I like that. And I picked young guys. So Saquon, you, you know, picked a lot of I considered McCaffrey, Saquon. But I'm thinking of AJ. I'm thinking five years from now. Who knows where they're going to be? So I'm picking the young studs. Najee Harris is one of them. All right. So my what am I, number two Number now? two. Number two, Nick Chubb. Ooh. Nick Chubb and the Cleveland Browns. I like it, baby. You know, I think I, I think as far as pure, just man. I mean, okay. Sorry, I, I don't mean the best because Derrick Henry is probably the best. But as far as pure running backs go, Nick Chubb is is unbelievable. I mean, just watching him with his vision and the way he carries the ball. I mean, the dude is impressive. And I think I think this next season can really be a true coming out party for Nick Chubb and the Cleveland Browns. And I, and I think in five years, he could he could be at the top of the NFL running back world. And he was one of the key factors to changing a bad Cleveland Browns team because of him and that running offense with the help of Baker, able to turn the teams around. Great pick. My number two, jumping on the train, huh? Jonathan Taylor yes, is my number sir. two. Yes, sir. You saw him in college. I loved him in college. I was excited when he got onto the Colts because of his offensive line. Now, this depends if they can keep that strong offensive line. Quentin Nelson, he's going to be there for a while. But Jonathan Taylor, strong running back, similar to A.J. Dillon. He's going to run a lot of people over. And uh, the Colts, they're going to look really good. Maybe they have Carson Wentz in the next five years. Maybe they have somebody else. I love the Colts. I love Jonathan Taylor. He's my number two. And that leads me to my number one, Jonathan oh. Taylor, obviously, if you didn't already know. I just, man, I just, I don't know. And I, and I think this Carson Wentz deal just made him 10 times better than he was already going to be. Uh, you know, you've got a competent guy back there that can hopefully throw the ball around. I think if they could go and get one of the big name receivers this offseason, that boosts Jonathan Taylor's stock even more. And I just think. Golly, I mean, what an offensive line that this guy gets to run behind. I mean, he, he he's unbelievable, Dalton, and I'm excited. I'm excited. I've already got my jersey. I've already got him on my fantasy team for next year, so I'm going to be all hands on deck for Mr. Jonathan Taylor. My number one is Josh Jacobs. Now, 
hear me out here. Okay. The Raiders okay. just kind of struggled. Okay. But there was a time when the Raiders had a fantastic offensive line. I trust John Gruden. I trust they're going to be able to give him something to work with. And I think Josh Jacobs is going to be a great running back. He was a good running back last year. Kind of struggled this year, but still put up really good numbers. I think in five years, he is going to be the guy. There, there are a lot of guys. He, maybe he's the next Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know. But Josh Jacobs, I think he's going to be really solid. I think he will be the top, the king for a while until, you know, maybe your boy Jonathan Taylor comes in and takes it. But I'm going with him as number one. I just don't like John, or, uh, Josh Jacobs because he said he hated fantasy football. So I just <laughs> I just can't get behind that. I think but. I think because I struggle with fantasy football, I, I can feel you, that. So you, you can relate to he's him He's my more. guy. He's my boy. <laughs> All right, let's go to quarterbacks. And before you go with number five, I'm going with number six. I have a number six. Okay. And his name is Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Get out of Stop. here. You d- Hold on. Okay. Let me explain. Okay. I think he just needs to be on a different team. He has to be on a team in five show. years, Dalton. He will be. He will be on a different team showing his true colors, <laughs> show the talent that I know he has inside of him. Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. I promise y'all. I'm going to get a Sam Darnold jersey in the Packers colors, of course. I'm going to give me a, a good Darnold. Halloween costume for you. You know, oh, you, got the, you got the red hair. Maybe when Jordan Love fails, we can take <laughs> Sam Darnold and he and you, we can change him because I'm part of the Packers organization. Conspiracy theorist, number six for me is Sam Darnold. I believe in him. I'll give him number six, and uh, he's the NFL Rookie of the Year this last year, and that's Justin Herbert. You're going to be, you're going to be, you might be questioning who I put ahead of him uh, at number five, but Justin Herbert, I really like him. He's on a good team with the Chargers. I don't know how much longer Keenan Allen will be around as far as the NFL goes, but Justin Herbert got a lot of upside. I said before before the, the NFL season this last year, he was better than Burrow. He was better than uh, Tugavalo, and I stand by that. My number five is also Justin Herbert. Oh, that was your number six. That was my six. My five yep. is Justin Herbert. Okay. Uh, I really like him. He had a great season with the Chargers. I think if they build around him, he can be he can be a great quarterback. I think he's he's the future. He's definitely going to be the future with Joe Burrow, with Trevor Lawrence, with Tong, uh, Tua. There's going to be a lot of people that maybe even DJ Ungalele when he comes around. Oh, we we love that guy. But uh, Herbert, he's holding it down. He's going to be one of the young rookies that takes the NFL from the old heads and becomes a future. Number five, Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Yep, I'm, I'm on the, Jag- the Jaguars bandwagon for the next couple years. Most cap room in the NFL. Uh, they're they have the number one pick this year. That's going to be Trevor Lawrence. I think they can go get a stud receiver. You've got DJ Chark. You've got you've got James Robinson at running back. All things that are great for a rookie quarterback. I'll go ahead and put my rookie of the year pick in. I'm picking Trevor Lawrence for next season. Uh, I'm not worried about his shoulder surgery that he's about to have. They said he's going to be a okay, and for that, in five years, Trevor Lawrence will be the fifth best quarterback in the NFL. My number four is Trevor Lawrence. Oh, we have a little we similar list here. Yep. Trevor Lawrence, he, he's one of the greatest uh, prospects since Peyton Manning. We no saw doubt. his pro day film. I mean, this dude is, no is crazy. I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence. I think, like you said, uh, Urban Meyer, if he stays a coach for a while, which I hope he will, Jacksonville will be in a great place. He's a great quarterback. He can make anybody look good. He can make me look good. I'm going Trevor Lawrence number four. He's going to be a stud. He's going to hold it down. Number four. And this is this is pretty dependent on what team he's actually on, but I will go Deshaun Watson. Wow. Yep, I'll go Deshaun Watson. I don't know who he's going to be playing for, but the dude is unbelievably talented. He, he you know he obviously showed that he can make anything work. The Texans gave him nothing this last season, and he had one of the best statistical years he's ever had. So a lot of high hopes for him, and I think in five years he's still going to be at the top of his game. My number three is Josh. Wait, Allen. you got four. You got four. Four with Trevor oh, Lawrence. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Excuse me. Sorry. I'm ahead of you. Yes, sorry. Number three, Josh Allen. Okay. I think he's a great quarterback. He's fast. He can run around, but he can also throw that thing. He's going to be a great quarterback. He's going to compete with Patrick Mahomes. Will he pass him? 
I don't know. But they're going to be rivals till the end of the days. But Josh Allen, great quarterback. He's my number three. Number three, Josh Allen. Damn. I agree with everything you're saying. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be good for a long time. Kind of a you know a little rivalry with the Chiefs. Maybe the Colts throw them in there. But Josh Allen, man, I just think as as years have gone on, his progressions each year have just been so big, and I just I think the sky's the limit for him. Now here's a problem, Hump. I know who both of our number one is. Well. I might not. You I'm should. Doing, I'm doing some calculations here. Number one here. is easy. And the fact that Josh me. Allen is number three for you makes me yeah. nervous who either one or two is. And you I know, know it's coming. No, you know who number two I don't is. Even, I don't even want to get into that conversation. Who is no, your number two? Number two is Deshaun Watson. He made a, a bad Texans team look almost really well. He led the league in passing yards. He should have been MVP this year if the Texans were a good team. Deshaun Watson is about to, wherever he goes, He's he's worth four first round picks. I and I think that's absurd. I think that's a crazy crazy offer. But if any quarterback's worth four first round picks, they are a really good quarterback. Deshaun Watson is going to be holding it down for a long, long time. He's that dude. Deshaun Watson is my number two. Please don't the, say it. the problem is not that Deshaun Watson is number two. That's not my problem. He's 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 well worthy of that, and and I wouldn't have a problem putting him as my number two. The problem, Dalton. Is that Dakota Rain Prescott is not in your top five? No, no. Dalton, in the NFC right now. I think he's like seven. In the NFC right now, please name a quarterback that you would rather have in in six to seven to eight years. Uh, everybody on my top five right now. Who, in the NFC? Oh, I don't see any okay, NFC okay. quarterbacks. I apologize. I apologize. Name one, please. That's true. I I think that speaks for itself. If 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 Dakota. Rain Prescott, and I like using his full name because that's how much I think of him. If Dakota Rain Prescott stays with the Dallas Cowboys, and he will, if, and he will, if. I just I, I don't think people understand what the next nine years, what the next the rest of this decade can look like. I'm telling you, and I'm not just being some ignorant, biased sounding whatever Dallas Cowboys fan. If the Dallas Cowboys can can have a year where we're full blast, full go, no bull crap, crazy things happen, I am telling you that Dak Prescott can be an MVP winning quarterback. Look, I I agree. He he was a the leading passer when he was hurt of all time at that point in time of the season and, and I, of all time. And I understand that with the season that Dak has been around, there's been always been some issue that has messed up your team as a whole, whether it was coaching or injuries. But the facts remain that right now he hasn't been very successful, and that's just how it is. I, I need to I see it. I need to see it. And of course, and, and is that fair for me? Because I said Trevor Lawrence, I put him on my list, and he hasn't played at all. I guess that's unfair. But Dakota Rain Prescott, when he's a New England Patriot and he wins some Super Bowls, then I will put him number three behind our number one, who we both know who it is. I just Deshaun think. Watson. I just think in a year, if we have this conversation again, you'll change your mind. I mean, all I'm saying is I remember you picked him to win MVP and Cowboys and, won the Super Bowl. Neither have. Okay, well the Super Bowl thing, yeah, that was probably that was probably a bit a, a, a bit outlandish. But the MVP thing, I was dead on for six weeks. He but was the MVP for six at weeks. At the end of the day, Rodgers would have— His leg broke off from his body. Healthy, if he continued where he was going, Rodgers still wins MVP. Uh, it just depends what the Cowboys do. That's What's true. the Cowboys' record? Anyways, That's number true. one, 
It's Patrick Mahomes. You're crazy if it's anyone else. He's the billion dollar man, whatever you want to call him. I mean, the dude is he's one of the he's one of the best talents of all time. He he's one of the great. He will go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks. It was no debate. Patrick Mahomes is number one, and I don't know if you saw, had a baby girl. Congratulations, Sterling to Sky. Yep, Sterling Sky Mahomes. Congratulations yep. to him. Finally, going to be a dad. It's really yep, cool. That is cool. But enough of NFL and FBS because that's not what we're here for. We're here for some FCS football. And first, let's start go off with some scores. And uh, let's start with the number one, Nichols. They beat Lincoln, eighty-seven to three. Now. Humph. A lot of people were talking about this, wah, wah, and wah, wah. you know we're Southland opponents, so we're Who not going to be too biased. But talking about this game, Who cares? I didn't watch one second of it because I don't watch scrimmages, Dalton. This yeah. is a scrimmage. If you think it was anything more than that, you're lost. Uh, they played a what are they NAI school, whatever D- yeah, Division Two. I don't know. Not nothing against those schools, but but that jump to to FCS, a top ten FCS program like Nichols. That's come on, man. I don't even know why they scheduled that game. Another score that was kind of similar uh, with opponent Deion Sanders had his debut against Edward Waters. NAI moving on up. Jackson State gets to win fifty-three to zero. Neither Sanders' son played. Yep, I, I, now, I know. I know one was ineligible. One, yep, but the son quarterback, the freshman, did not start. But regardless, what did you think of Deion Sanders' team and Jackson State? I thought, you know, it, it's hard to watch. Like I said, they didn't really play uh, a formidable foe, but. You know they're gonna. It's gonna be good TV because it's Deion Sanders. Uh, I saw Troy Eggman, one of his one of his dear buddies, uh, showed up to the game. That was pretty neat. Being a Cowboys fan, but you know they're gonna be on TV each week because again, it's it is Deion Sanders and he has quite the following. But that's good. You know, a, a school like Jackson State with a smaller you know national market that that's good for them. And I think I think they can be successful in that league. I just think that probably early on they're gonna struggle against you know like Grambling, a team that a team that's won in a lot over the last ten years. And another score is James Madison. They picking up where they left off. They beat Moorhead State fifty-two to zero. Their rushing attack is insane. Yep. If I saw it correctly, JMU had three hundred fifty-three rushing yards. Moorhead State had three. Three. Yeah. Wow. That's a good defense and a great offense. James Madison. You think they can compete with North Dakota State? Well, and I, you know, I don't want to jump, you know, get too too heavy on the James Madison train because obviously, was it Moorhead State? That's who mm-hmm. they played. Obviously, they're not very good. Yeah. I mean, they're just terrible. Another score is Sanford. They lost to Eastern Tennessee that was State. An upset. 24 to 17 in a little upset. Yep. Kind of surprise. And an almost upset. Davidson. Oh. 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 Barely lost to Elon. 26 to 23. And Elon scored, correct me if I'm wrong, but they scored like 25 seconds to play yeah. to win it. It was a yeah. game winner. And, and, and Elon's starting quarterback is out for the year. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't even play. But let me ask you this. Was this a really good Davidson game or was this a bad Elon game? I think it was uh, we lost our starting quarterback the week of the first game. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. But, that you know, that's not Davidson's fault. They yeah. came out, they played, they were the underdogs, and they kind of let that one slip away from them. Western Carolina, they lose to Furman, 35-7. to Good start for Furman. Furman Furman's good. I actually uh, I learned something this weekend because I got to watch a little bit of that game. Uh, the Paladins, what a cool name. Mm. The Paladins run the triple option. Oh, so that's exciting. Wow. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw that game, but purple versus purple. Pur- uh, a lot looked, of purple. <laughs> on TV, it looked like the purple and white spring game. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. A, it was a really weird— Wait, that was against Western Carolina? Mm-hmm. So you had the Paladins— Versus the Catamounts. Oh, what a what a name. We'll get goodness. into that in a second at the end of the episode, but great, great name battle there. Wofford, they beat Mercer 31 to 14. Yep. Really good game for them. They're really they're looking for having a good season. And uh and another game that kind of surprised you a little bit, North Dakota. Yeah. They beat Southern Illinois yep. 44 to 21 in a dominant game. Talking about this game and talking about North Dakota. Well, I 
you know, props to North Dakota. You know, me and Dalton, me and Dalton played against them last year, and and, and their defense they flew around. I mean, they. I thought that they were one of the more fundamentally sound defensive teams uh, that I've ever played against, and and golly, they showed it this last weekend, causing five turnovers against the Salukis, another great name. Oh, but I, they just—I don't know—the the, the Southern Illinois offense just looked lost. I mean, they 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 did not know what was going on. Now I feel like I'm going to ask you this question a lot. This will probably be my new who played good, who played bad, but. North Dakota versus North Dakota State, how they both looked. And we're going to talk about North Dakota State in a little bit. Do you think North Dakota might be able to compete a little bit? This is their first year in the division. Well, yeah, they did move to the uh, Missouri Valley. So that that geographically, that makes for some good uh, border little rivalry action with with South Dakota and North Dakota. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. North Dakota, they looked really strong. Uh, Other scores, Austin P. Wow. Mm. They're not very good. Both of us. Yeah, they're just not very good. And we we had high hopes for them, too. They lose to Tennessee Tech, twenty-seven to twenty-one. Ugh, shameful. Another Tennessee score. Tech's ranked. That's that's that's. I read where it was the first time they've been ranked since two thousand eleven. So that's right. cool. Talking about first time ranked, Tarleton. Yeah, they beat wow. New Mexico State forty-three to seventeen. Now, Tarleton, are they the real deal? Well, they're one. They're one play away from being two and zero and and beating McNeese and a crappy FBS school. And and I really mean crappy. I mean New Mexico State. Obviously, they are very bad, but an FBS win nonetheless. So props to Tarleton. Huge win. Their first Division One win ever. Uh, and, and good for them. They're ranked. That's awesome. That's They're great really for cool the WAC. Man. That's great for the WAC going Oh, forward. yeah. Big yep. WAC competition. Yep. Nice. That, that'll be a fun game. Yep. Uh, another score is South Dakota State, Northern Iowa. Man, this is another one of your tough ones. Mm. Talk to me about this game. Talk to me about South Dakota State, how they look. Well, fun game. Uh, you had three versus five to open up the season or open up the weekend, excuse me. But fun game. It was at Northern Iowa. I, I took I took Northern Iowa. I think they looked the part. Um, they didn't play the part though. The quarterback he was disappointing to me, but he had that look, you know, kind of that swaggy, you know, kind of run around make plays type deal. But I guess South Dakota State's defense was legit. Uh, they started a true freshman quarterback that really impressed you and I. We actually gave him the player of the FCS game of the week. And, and you know, impressive win for them. I mean, that's huge as the number five team in the nation opening up Missouri Valley Conference play with a ranked top five win. I'm going to go out and say that uh, South Dakota State's running back might be the real deal. Mm. That cat can roll. Yeah, and you said true freshman quarterback on the depth chart. He was the third-string quarterback. Yep. He looked really comfortable in the pocket. looked like he knew what he was doing. He's been there before. That's a tough game. You're playing mm-hmm. a ranked opponent in your first-ever game. Went out there, showed his stuff. South Dakota State, they have a tough competition. That's oh, our yeah. pick em. Oh, yeah. But before we do that, we have the final game, and that's North Dakota State versus Youngston State. And, wow. 25 to 7. Now, I would take it if I'm Youngstown. North Dakota State won this game, you know, running the ball and controlling the line of scrimmage. But would you say this was a, and I know they won, but a bad North Dakota State game or a really good Youngstown game? Because look, even though they lost, they were able to only have 25 points put on them. Well, it was a 26 and a half point spread. So, so North Dakota State was favored to win by more than 26 points. Okay, that's obviously a blowout, almost four scores. And I don't know, Dalton, their defense looked awesome. They had a great defensive front, per usual. Um, but I don't think Youngstown did anything special. You know, I don't. I, I didn't notice anybody that was, was just out of the norm crazy good. Uh, I, don't, I don't think North Dakota State moved the ball very well. And I don't know if that's a, you know, is this a Trey Lance-less North Dakota State era? Um, is that, you know, I think they're running back towards ACL, first play of the game. Oh. You know, I feel bad for that kid. That, that's awful. You never want to see that. But, 
you know, that could be a that could be a big blow this spring, a spring where you you have lost some some guys already. And finally, I'm probably going to ask you this in multiple episodes, but you said before we started the FCS season, North Dakota State versus the field. And I know it's only been one game, so it's hard to decide, but we always do stuff early. So North Dakota State versus the field, who are you taking? I'll take the field, Dalton. And I and I, I told you earlier in the week, if North Dakota State is unbeatable this spring, they will never be beatable. This is the year for someone to take the throne. It's it's you've got transfers, you've got opt-outs, you've got, you know, teams opting out, you've got shorter schedules, it's an easier road in the playoffs, just all these different factors. And I and I'm not saying that if if North Dakota State goes undefeated, you know, that they're not unbeatable, quote-unquote. I just mean, do they dominate every single time they go out on the field? And I think think the answer is no. I think we're going to be surprised, you know. Um, Obviously, history says they're going to prove me wrong, but... You asked the question, North Dakota State versus the field today, and today I'm taking the field. Yeah, there's a lot of good teams out there. The James Madison, the North Dakota, South Dakota State, even the Sam Houston's. There's a lot of good teams that are competing. They want that crown. It'll be really fun to watch. Now, before we do our pick-ems, Humph, you did a little, we did a little special thing yep. on Twitter. It was a lot of the fun. The mascots, a lot of weird names in FCS. So talk <laughs> to me about that and uh, who won this matchup. Well, so we had a, uh, we had a, a 32-team bracket uh of the of the most unique and best fcs names uh and it was awesome i mean you had the spiders you had the paladins the catamounts the bearcats the salukis uh, the, salukis, the thundercats the uh what else did we have the fighting thunderbirds camels. the the fighting camels you had the jack rabbits uh the red flash uh the mocks the firebirds the the blue hose the the blue hens <laughs> i mean dude what a what a awesome awesome deal and so Every night I would post, um, you know, on our on our walk on radio Twitter, we would do a voting uh, poll and, you know, the winners would move on to the next round. So the final four ended up being the Catamounts, the Fighting Camels, the Bearcats, and the Jackrabbits. And I don't know what happened in South Dakota, oh, Dalton, man. but they were all over it. I'm talking six or seven hundred votes of uh, every, every matchup they had. So the Jackrabbits are going to be the... Winner of the best mascot in FCS football. Whether you agree with it or not, South Dakota State got all over it. So props to them. It was fun seeing it on Twitter, seeing you guys engage. Uh, and so that, that was a neat deal we did. I mean, that just shows where the loyalty lies. I mean, let me, let me I'll be honest with you. We're, we're a young, up-and-coming podcast. We probably don't have a lot of listeners in the South Dakota area, but they found us. <laughs> yeah. They found our site, and they came to play. 600 votes every time. It was crazy. That's the awesome. Jackrabbits, and you know what? They deserve they it. They deserve it. Get the win, but we have our pick them. And the first game is South Dakota State versus North Dakota, not state, regular North Dakota. The yep. Battle of Dakota. North Dakota looks really dominant against Southern Illinois. South Dakota State gets the win over a ranked opponent. So, Humph, this probably will be the hardest one. Who's your pick? Well, and I think so. I said earlier that Sam Houston versus Southeastern Louisiana is, in my opinion, the game of the week. But since we're not going to pick that game, this will be the game of the week. It, you don't you think? Mm-hmm. Um, so, South Dakota State, they just had a big win over Northern Iowa. North Dakota, they just look great over a ranked Southern Illinois team. North Dakota is, what, they're 14th now, I think? They jumped up way higher in the rankings. But I'm still going the Jackrabbits. Oh. I'm going I'm going the favorite here. Um, it's it's going to be a tough game. I, I, I'm really impressed with North Dakota's defense, uh, but I'm going to have to take the Jackrabbits in this one. 
First difference already to start it off. You're I'm t- going North Dakota. Well, Look. before Dalton gives his reason, I'm just going to go ahead and let you guys know North Dakota is going to win this one. Go ahead and lock <laughs> it. Uh, I would bet against myself any day of the week at this point. My Lord, I cannot pick to save my life. We have decided that a hump is a plague. Every team oh, he yeah. picks for It's not a curse. Struggles. It's a plague, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going North Dakota, and I think the defense is the reason why. Now look, South Dakota State's quarterback looks really good, but he's also still a true freshman. True freshman. That's North Dakota's point. defense is dominant. They had five turnovers last game, and you know, Southern Illinois – are they better than Northern Iowa? Probably not. But I think North Dakota is a really good team. They're a really strong team. They're a really disciplined team. So I'm going North Dakota. They're going to get the win, and this is going to put them really high. If they win this game, top 10 thing? Oh, absolutely, 100%. Could be really interesting. It's going to be a fun matchup, but North Dakota, in my opinion, is going to get the win. Hey, that one's at 1 o'clock or 12 o'clock, so we'll get to watch that whole game. Oh, That's thank nice. goodness. Next matchup is Incarnate Word versus McNeese. We have a Southland matchup yeah. now. Incarnate Word, they were supposed to play us last week, got canceled because of the winter storm. And I forgot to mention that we had a lot of games got canceled. So for a lot of people, this is week one. So well, it's, it's almost like the Southland Conference just starts this week, really, mm-hmm. aside could, from Nichols. And that's a big factor because we've seen how week one has affected a lot of teams, FBS and FCS. A lot of struggles, a lot of special team mistakes, which could change the whole oh, game. Special, special teams, teams win championships. Yep. So UIW in their first game, McNeese coming off a big win against Tarleton at the last second they kind of struggled in the beginning came out with the second half had a great second half so hump who's your pick between these two teams well i like i like that mcneese has played a game um so but on the flip side incarnate word has a whole game of film you know cody ogeron is a really dynamic player for mcneese he's a starting quarterback he's coach o's son we've talked about him before but he came out in the second half against tarleton running around like his hair was on fire. I mean, the dude makes plays. I don't know if it's good or bad that he's having to run around that much, but because they were able to come back on Tarleton, because they they, they slipped into the rankings this week, they're 1-0, it's their first Southland Conference game, I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one over over Incarnate Word. They're, they're also at home. McNeese is at home, so mm. I'm going to take McNeese. Yeah, I'm going McNeese as well. First game back in the hole, especially after what happened with the Hurricanes, is probably going to be rocking, even though they're going to have their you know COVID situation. Not 12 o'clock? As many people, yep. we will be able to watch the game. I'm going to stick with McNeese. I think because the fact they played a game will be a huge factor. Week one is always going to be a pain for every team. I think in Carter Word, you know, they were preparing for us. They had to retract or repace and play McNeese. So I think they're going to be ready to go. But McNeese is going to have the upper hand. I think if they play like they did in the second half, they're going to be really talented. They're going to be a really good team. So give me McNeese, give me the Cowboys in the hole. They're going to be rocking. Next game, we have Prairie View versus Grambling. A really cool matchup, a lot of tradition between both two teams. Grambling, a normal favorite, but Prairie View, they they developed. They've gotten a lot better, and they're a really strong team. Who are you taking? It's in Dallas, Texas, so it's a neutral side. That's pretty cool. Um, you know, these two teams, especially in the South, you know, they have a huge following. I mean, the uh, the SWAC and the MEAC conferences, they they have some of the, the highest attendance numbers in all of college football, not just the FCS. I mean, they they really can bring people out in crowds. It's, it's good historic football. I mean, there's lots of NFL Hall of Famers that have come from the MEAC and the SWAC. I'm going to go Grambling State here. Prairie View, you know, fellow Texas opponents. We've played them before at Sam Houston State, but 
Grambling, they've got the history. I mean, they, you know, over the last decade and longer, they've been the favorites uh, in their conference. And so for that, I will be taking Grambling. I'm going Grambling as well. Man, both teams have a lot of great traditions. Both comp- uh, divisions have great uh, tradition. I've been to a Grambling game before. Really? Man, the marching at, band. At their place? Uh, the Celebration Bowl. So it oh, was the you best. Was the Celebration I Bowl? I did. That's and it, it was really cool. Why'd you go to that? Just randomly? I had a ticket. Me and my mom bought a ticket for it, and we went. I don't know. That's it was pretty just, neat. So f- football is football. We went to watch. That's and, awesome. Uh, man, the marching band's really cool to watch. The really cool oh, tradition between yeah. the both. But I'm going to go with the team that normally wins. They were in the Celebration Bowl for a reason. Grambling is probably the stronger team. But don't sleep on Prairie View. They've no. developed. They've gotten a lot better. I think they can be successful. But Grambling is still the top dog, and they will keep running. Great uniforms from both of them. Oh, yeah. They're Prairie pretty... View has some really cool for yeah, uniforms. I agree. Next matchup, we have Eastern Washington versus Idaho. Man, Eastern Washington, Redfield versus the Dome. The Kibbe Dome. Man. Cool, really it's cool It's at the Dome. It is. But Eastern Washington, really strong team. Idaho, really strong team. Hump, who are you taking? Eastern Washington played the National Championship two years ago. Eric Berrier, one of the best returning offensive players in the nation. He's their quarterback. He's a, he's a guy that could win the Walter Payton Award, which is the FCS equivalent to the Heisman Trophy winner, if you guys did not know. I'm going Eastern Washington here. I mean, come on. You know, Idaho, they're in the rankings. Uh, you know, the Kibbe Dome, that'll be that'll be rocking, I'm sure. But I'm excited to watch them. Uh, you know, they, they were an FBS school. They have now since dropped down to FCS, uh, the Vandals. That's a great name. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Eastern Washington, they're going to win this one, uh, I think, pretty handily. But it'll be a fun game to watch, if anything. I'm going with Eastern Washington as well. Now, I don't know if it's going to be handily. We've always said that and always surprised. I mean, look at uh, Austin P. They ended up losing the game. I think Eastern Washington does win, though. They've been very successful in the past. They have a really good offense, and uh, I think they're going to keep rolling do really well. But being at Idaho, it could change the game. They, uh, the Kimmy Dome? You said Kimmy Ki- Dome or Kibby? Kibby. Kibby Dome. Kibbe. I mean, wow, what a yeah, name for what that. A, what a name. The Kibby Dome, it, it's historical. It's going to be really cool. But I'm sticking with Eastern Washington. I'm going to go with them. Finally, the last matchup we have is Tennessee Tech versus Jacksonville State. Both teams want to get their name on the board, get in the running, and have their uh, have their team be really well. So, Hump, Tennessee Tech, Jacksonville State, who are you going with? Here's the problem, Dalton. So Jacksonville State, they they want they had an FBS win back in the fall. Okay, I don't know that their star quarterback is playing this spring. It seems like I read that he wasn't. Is Eric Cooper? He and he's a, he's an NFL prospect guy, but seems like I read he's not playing. Okay, mm. so man, I I want to pick Jacksonville State, the Gamecocks. I want to pick them because they're you know they're a ranked team. They've been there, done that. They've played in national championships before. But Tennessee Tech just came off of a very big conference win over Austin P. I I mean, man, big win for them. They're ranked now. I wish I knew about the quarterback status. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know that it's been publicly released. I just feel like I read something that said he wasn't going to play. But since I'm not for sure, I'm going to take the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State in this one. Mm, and I agree with you finally, Jacksonville State. I think uh, they return a lot of players now. The quarterback not being there, that is very big. It could change the game, but I still think they'll be able to get it done. Their defense is really strong, and I, I think that they have a really good running back. I'm going to go with Jacksonville State, but don't sleep on Tennessee Tech. Now, I don't know if it was a good Tennessee Tech game or a bad Austin P game. We had high hopes for Austin P, and they ended up losing, but I think Jacksonville State will continue to get it done. They will keep rolling, and they will have a good win. All right, Humph, this is it. We're, we're in game week. FCS is rolling. How are you feeling? Any last thoughts before we end the episode? I'm excited. Uh, I hope you guys, you know, have a have a great football watching weekend, full weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday slate of games. Tune into the Sam Houston game, six o'clock. 
at Bauer Stadium in Hunts Vegas, Texas against Southeastern Louisiana. It's a top 25 ranked game. Me and Dalton are both very excited. It's been 15 months since we have stepped on a football field for a real game. And and I'm, I mean, it's, we're, we're filming this on a Monday and I'm, I'm jittery. I'm nervous, man. I'm excited and, and nervous isn't a bad thing. You know, it, it means that you care in my opinion and I'm nervous, excited, and I'm just, I, it's, it's go time, Dalton. Man, it's going to be really fun. We will see you under the lights and we will see you next episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.